Welcome, good, whatever it is. Welcome to the Geeky Pleasures Radio Show, only here on the Look 24-7. If you've been paying attention at all during this week, you know that my partner will be joining me shortly, and tonight we are discussing sex, so you will not want to miss that. All the songs coming up are about sex. Do not go anywhere. More Geeky Pleasures Radio Show coming right up. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Geeky Pleasures Radio Show. I am your host, Jules, and I have my partner, Andrew, joining me. Oh, I'm so excited. I have to meet a few things here because I'm like totally a goober today. Uh, I have to wait for the song to get to the end. <laughs> He's laughing because I'm so excited. Um, so you heard George Michaels, I want your before that you heard Eurythmics, Sex, Crimes. Before that you heard, and this won't, there we go, oh, pause, I said, we're paused here. And at the top of the hour you heard the Geeky Pleasures radio show by the wonderful Christopher Kogot, and you can find his music by going to ChristopherKogot.bandcamp.com. So, as most of you realize this evening, tonight we are discussing sex and relationships on the Geeky Pleasures Radio Show. I was very, very excited when my my love, Andrew, said that he was going to co-host with me. You guys really have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> how huge (laughs) this is no idea no idea um so before we get to this first i need to do some legalities and technicalities in here first of all there will be profanity because yes yes, there will be profanity we're talking about sex there will be um things that some listeners may find objectionable all that viewer discretion stuff also the views and opinions expressed during this geeky pleasures radio show are the views and opinions of myself julia sherrod and of my partner andrew they do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the look 24 7 its parent companies any of its affiliates or sponsors so listener discretion is seriously strongly advised as we participate in this conversation as we talk about this 
you can we we want your feedback we'll be asking questions of the listeners and if there's anything that you have to say about something that we are discussing you can tweet me at Jules. you can join us in chat the look247.com forward slash chat create an account on the look 24 7 if you do not have one join us you can um there's a thread i started on google plus you can participate in the conversation that way or you can go to the look247.com forward slash requests, choose other from the drop down menu, click, type your thingy and your feedback, click the request button, and hopefully I'll remember to check the request page and get to your feedback there. What, what, what started today? Why are we talking about sex today? All right, I'm yeah. going to let Andrew explain that because it, okay. was, it, was, it was really his idea and I thought, yes, I still have to do this. Well, I think it came up because we found that so many people were um, having trouble talking about sex and yes. were embarrassed to talk about it. Yes, and I think what actually started it was me complaining on Twitter that I'm not allowed to have a naked wedding. <laughs> just oh, well, yeah, that's <laughs> just the, Just that whole idea and people weren't quite sure if I was joking or if I was serious because sometimes it's really difficult to tell with me how serious I am being about a topic but we were talking about naked weddings and having a beta z wedding um and somehow um sex came up because I guess that's the natural progression that you make if you're talking about wanting to get married in the nude I guess people think it's going to be one giant orgy or some such thing I don't know what people were thinking but I find they were it thinking about their granny being there and being naked that's what they were thinking <laughs> Some of them were. I don't have a granny to worry about. So. <laughs> but I found it surprising that people actually have issues talking with their partners about sex. And I don't understand it. So maybe some people at this point, they can... They, yeah, I just have um, Kato Katonian just said, Woohoo, Bidazoid Wedding on, on Twitter. Apparently, I'm not allowed to have one because A, the groom would be uncomfortable with it, and my guests, apparently, some of them don't want to come naked, and part of a Beta Z wedding is that everybody is naked there. So, um, but talking partners about sex, and I was very, very surprised that a few of my Twitter followers who are eavesdropping on our conversation, they feel that they can't talk to their partners about sex or simply won't for whatever reason. If you're one of those people who have has difficulties talking about sex with your partner, let me know why. Let tweet me at Kiki Jules, or let me know on Google Plus, or come join us in chat. What have you? What what <clears throat> what do you think about people who can't talk about sex, Andrew? Well, I used to be one of them. Okay. Why? I know this. I know this. It's not new information to me, but why? Because I'm cur- I'm so fascinated by this. Why weren't you able to talk about sex? Um, it comes down to whether you trust your partner mm-hmm. and how much you trust them um, and how you think they might react to things. Um, perhaps it's, it's uh, being afraid that they'll act, they'll, they'll react negatively mm-hmm. or become upset by something you say or something along those lines uh, so I, I mean it's I don't know and it's and there's an embarrassment and and um, I think <laughs> it helps if you have somebody who doesn't have any of that <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to talk about 
Well, okay. This is probably Poof. We're probably going to learn more about a relationship than me, maybe one of us, either one of us, are more comfortable with. But why are you okay with talking about it now? What's different? Um. Well, I'm not worried about hurting your feelings. Uh, number one. Because I don't have any um, to hurt. What? No, just that's. Uh, it's. It's just something that's in, in this area, I don't think what I'm going to talk about is likely to hurt your feelings. So um, that just comes from talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just makes it easier. I, I don't know if I can explain it beyond that. Okay. What do you what do you think about people who or how their sex lives are if they can't talk to their partners about sex? Well, I think it. I think it varies. I mean, I think there's some people that just can have sex and they do their thing, and they don't ever have to talk about it. Those are lucky people. Um, if you have problems in the sex area of any sort, not being able to talk about it means you're not going to fix it. Um, so I've experienced that as well with the whole, you know, having somebody that wasn't interested in sex and. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy thing to talk about. To kind of change topic here for a second, Dan just asked in chat, so why partner and not lover or fuck buddy or whatever? Because I, I, are you asking why I call Andrew my partner, Dan? That's what I'm going to assume until I read and chat differently. The reason why I call Andrew my partner, and I think it's a very Canadian thing. Uh, normally, I think when I talk to Americans and use the word partner, a lot of them assume that my partner means female. In Canada, though, partner means um, a non-married person who is like a spouse-type relationship. So... Um, he's not my boyfriend because boyfriend is high school and casual and you don't know where it's going. He's not my fuck buddy because that is friends with benefits. He's not my lover because that, that implies too, at least in my mind, that a lover is only someone that you ha- really that you have sex with and you don't share anything else with that person where he is my partner not only sexually but also in life we work on projects together we work side by side we both have the benefit of working from home um and he's my best friend before anything else and i can speak to him as if i would any of my friends and sometimes he gets a little upset because i don't always i'm not always aware of other people's feelings (laughs) But he's my partner. He's he's like a business partner. We each we even have a relationship contract that yes. lays out the terms of our relationship and our partnership. Because I'm crazy that way, and I need to have relationship <laughs> contracts, even with my friends, people I consider friends. There's a negotiation process that happens before I will say, "Yeah, you're my friend," because they have to understand what it means to me. Because I'm bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why, yes. So that's why he is my partner. He's not my boyfriend. He's not until until we get married, whenever that happens. Until that time, he's my partner, and then he'll be my husband. And even then, I think I'd still still probably call you my partner, which is weird. I don't think it's weird. Why not? Is um, it because you know because me. I think that's what I mean. That's part of what we have discussed is that we are partners, and we want to do a lot of things together. So, it just it makes sense as a word. Fair enough. So, I, I have this thing where I think 
that. This is this is a, a, an opinion that sometimes gets me in trouble because people think I'm being judgmental of others, but it's just the way that my brain works. Is that I I think this is just my opinion that if you can't talk about sex, then you shouldn't be having it. And if or even basic things like being able to say the word penis, if you can't say the word penis, then how can you say the word nose or elbow or or vagina um, vagina oh my goodness <laughs> i wonder narnia. If, narnia i wonder if sean's listening because we were we were talking on google plus earlier because penis is such a wonderful word vagina is a really harsh word it's it's kind of difficult to say it you choke on it when you say it or penis kind of like rolls off of your tongue like a penis should um but Narnia is a great word for a vagina if you want to not use the proper technological term. <laughs> it's Aslan. Aslan wants to enter yes. Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think about people that can't even... Um, oh, no, see, it's not joking. Um, Dan just said Aslan is my name for my penis. But see, the funny thing is, Dan, we were having that conversation on Google Plus earlier with Sean, one of my Google Plusers. He, he's, he came up with Narnia for um, vagina, and he said to me that Aslan wants to enter Narnia. And we had a great laugh about it, because that was his way of saying, like, um, permission to come aboard type thing. <laughs> What, how do you, because here's, here's something that is really bizarre to me, and I don't know if it goes back to the fact that you, your sex education in the States is extremely different than it is in Canada, and I'm wondering how much of the ability to talk about sex openly and honestly with somebody has to do with um, the lack of sex education in the States. I, I don't know if I can answer. I mean, there's a there's a wide range of sex education from the whole um, abstinence only crap mm-hmm. to there's probably places in America that are that are doing the same things that they're doing in Canada and they're doing the teaching people how to use condoms and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. They didn't do that um, my time. It's very controversial when they do. So, but, you know, the question, do they, does that make it harder to, yeah, I think that does. People can't talk about penis and vagina and all those other things. Um, So, yeah. When does sex education start in the States? I know it probably varies school board to school board, but Uh what what is the, like, I remember it, like, fifth or sixth grade. I think mm-hmm. was the first time we had it, mm-hmm. um, and that was very there's like anatomy kinds of things. I think, mm-hmm. um, and then we had we had it at least once in like a health class, which is like part of PE in in high school, um, and I don't really I don't remember it all that much, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely don't remember. Um, talking about condoms or at least, I mean there certainly was no demonstrations or any of that sort of thing there was no hands on (laughs) really? no so how, because this fascinates me because it's it's something that um, 
you learn in grade eight here is the condom part sex education when i went to school started in grade five now it starts in kindergarten and when it starts in kindergarten it's more how to protect yourself against sexual predators and then once you get to grade five it's the whole menstruating um talk and and um toxic shock syndrome and, and different things that can happen when you're menstruating and then in grade seven is when you start the actual about stds and being sexually active and safer sex and birth control and part of it is watching degrassi junior high as part of sex education grade eight is when you actually learn how to put a condom on a banana because yeah most people don't know that you have to pinch the tip of the condom when you're applying it which I find bizarre because to me it's just something that I've always known because we were taught it in school and we actually had to do it as part of our aside from the anatomy parts of it and having to label like the vesicle and all that other stuff yeah I mean I think I think there is you know I don't think there's a lot of um, at least in the later grades there's a lot of um, controversy with talking about the anatomy so much it's just mm -hmm. anything that suggests you know anything beyond don't have sex um i think is where it just becomes a controversy and you know politicians are chickens and so it never goes anywhere and what about here's another thing that that really has intrigued me lately with this whole birth control thing that's going on in the states right now is at what age are you able to get birth control in the states without parental consent? I actually have no idea. Really? Because um, I think I believe here it's fourteen. Yeah, so I don't have need no to have idea. Uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody else knows, but I don't really have an idea of when. Do and I would, it would vary. It would vary by state. That would be something that the states states would would regulate. And do schools make condoms available there, or is that too? Very oh controversial. My God. Some really. You know, some do, but it's a very controversial thing. Really. So that baffles me. Okay, so growing up, then, where did you get your sex education? I just remembered this today, when I was still pretty young. I mean puberty age. I remember mm -hmm. I used to listen to the Dr. Ruth show a lot. Okay. And you're aware of who that is, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, so I think I did I did get a lot of information from that and my parents did provide books and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. We never really had never really had any discussion that I can remember. Hmm. Um and I don't know if that was different from my older brothers um because, you know, by the time I came along, I heard people talking and so I, mean, I don't think I really I didn't miss out on that um, but that doesn't get into there are details it doesn't get into you know the condoms and that, that sort of thing really that's fascinating I find that beyond fascinating mine aside from sex education in school sex was a very open topic at home with my mother it was too open though because she's bipolar <laughs> and yeah. things just get crazy when you have a bipolar alcoholic parent there's not um there's not good boundaries and appropriateness there so for and then um there was sexual abuse that happened as well so that kind of set me up for um some negative 
things when it comes to sex, or at least it did. I've gotten over them. Mm-hmm. I, I've worked my way through them. But regardless of that, so like even with the school system, I always knew that if I couldn't comfortably talk to my parents about sex, that I could either talk to my PE teacher or the school counselor about it, and they would um, help me set up a doctor's appointment, etc. Because you don't need um, parental consent for that stuff here. Once you yeah. reach a specific age. Yeah, it would make sense, you know. Kids are going to have sex anyway, so it would seem to make sense to deal with it, but there's just too much of that attitude of, if we don't talk about it, they won't do it. Mm-hmm. It is stupid. Um, yeah, and can't play piano, he just said that, le- or he didn't just say, but he said a little bit ago that legislation on birth control seems to change about daily down there. Now... I want to, because nobody as yet has let to say, are you guys all going to be chicken tonight? Please don't be chicken. Let me know if you can't talk to your partner about sex, whether it's because you feel that your partner doesn't listen or whether it's your own hang-ups. I want to know about those hang-ups. If you don't want your name to be said, like there was some conversation that happened in chat where the person said that's not for air, so I'm not going to read it out on air. If you don't want me to say your name, if you want to participate in the conversation anonymously, you're more than welcome to do that. I'm just very curious to know because it's something that despite who's a chicken I don't know who's a chicken Dan there's a lot of people who know about this I, I know can't play piano as a chicken I'm going to call him out being a chicken <laughs> right now call him out on Twitter today because he's he's can't play piano is one of the people actually uh, at can't play piano on Twitter who sparked this conversation go harass him now <laughs> go harass him now and say why can't you talk about sex what about it is so difficult and I find that um Hold on, Carl just says, I think you should bring huge piles of dirty diapers into schools and teach kids how to use um, uh, washers and dryers and then teach birth control. Do they have down there, that reminds me of something that some schools do here and some schools don't as part of sex education is like taking care of a bag of flour or an egg. Or I've seen it on TV, so I assume somebody has that. I, I don't remember that when I was growing up. And now they have, like, real dolls that actually shit and piss and cry and wake up and you actually have to feed them. And they have a computer inside of them that will, like, rate you on how well you did taking care of your child. Which I think is... I kind of sometimes want to give one of those to my boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've heard of those, but mostly on TV shows. I don't know how widespread that is. Uh, So I'm going to ask Kent play piano point blankly and maybe he'll stop being chicken shit and why he feels he can't talk about sex because I believe if I remember correctly he's married and I just I don't know I could never imagine not being able to talk to you about sex whether it be things that I'm uncomfortable with things that I like that I don't like my preferences my moods and even despite some of the issues that I had growing up surrounding sex and sexuality, uh, talking about it has never been an issue with me, with other people, even if it was an issue in the house. Um, I've always been pretty open when it comes to sex. And some people use the term sex positive. I don't like that word for some reason. There's something about the term sex positive that bothers me to a degree. Yeah, somebody. I saw some discussion on that a few days ago that was 
it's kind of a similar thing or or they they said something along the lines of that sex it, it has a connotation that um everybody should be having sex i think mm-hmm. um which is not what it means mm-hmm. um i think it's just a positive attitude about it and not not trying to make it so secret mm-hmm. um but yeah i there's a lot of terms i don't like <laughs> <laughs> so. uh carl he just said one teacher from washington state told him she wasn't allowed to teach birth control so when she taught them statistics and math class she the example she used was the probabilities of birth control tech working the kids paid way more attention than any other time she taught stats the kids learned stats and they had a way better understanding of birth control tech i think that's another fascinating thing that when it comes to birth control that people think that it's absolutely 100 percent, and they don't understand that it's not 100 percent. that there is like simple things that I, I really don't understand how people don't know that if you're on the birth control pill, as an example, that if you're taking certain antibiotics, it can lose mm-hmm. its effectiveness. Or just as simple as um, n- not pinching the end of a condom can it lowers the efficacy, eff- and also it can break. Like most of the times right. that condoms break is because you didn't pinch the tip <laughs> when you were applying <laughs> it. <laughs> And I, it boggles my mind, just these things that you, you would think would be common sense, how many people don't know them. Well, there's a lot of that, isn't there? I mean, there's a lot of things people don't, don't know about. So. I know, you know that. The, the fact that it's not talked about openly in the United States would... would I mean, it kind of follows that people don't know anything and they don't know the right things. Because they're... I mean, people are talking about it. Like, I would think that kids are talking about it, whether mm-hmm. the schools are talking to them with, it, you know, the things they need to know. They're still talking about it, but they're talking about crazy things that are mm-hmm. ridiculous. And there's nobody there to give them the correct information. But, hmm... Here's like I, I I don't know. Sometimes I feel that these misconceptions or just this lack of knowledge is like in the I don't know, I wanna say fifties. I'm just gonna say fifties, even though if it may not be factually the actual decade, like if you stand up after sex you can't get pregnant. Or if you uh-huh. do it in this position, uh, you're gonna have a boy. Or or all those all those crazy things that people used to tell each other, like that when friends were talking to their friends about sex. This is like, yeah, well, if you stand up immediately afterwards, you can't get pregnant. So have all the unprotected sex that you want. Yeah, I don't... Where do any of those things come from? Where does astrology come from? Yes. Why Or why do people still, still oh. buy into it? Yes. Dan gave me another example that... The whole sex conversation on Twitter that I said to somebody, he said the fact that people think that early withdrawal is a reliable form of birth control is crazy. That's another thing that blows my mind, is people that out you can't get someone pregnant that they they forget that you don't need to ejaculate to get someone pregnant it's not as the the odds are lower but you can still get someone pregnant with your pre-cum yes and 
And another one um, that I find crazy is people who use the rhythm method as a form of birth control when the rhythm method is supposed to be a way to get pregnant. <laughs> You're supposed to use it as a way to track your ovulation to help you get pregnant, not to stop you from getting pregnant. Okay, hold on. Coca-Cola douche protects you from getting pregnant? What is a Coca-Cola douche? Somebody please it's, explain that to me. exactly what it sounds like. It's really? Using Coca-Cola, yeah, that's a method. This is the first time I've ever time. heard of a Coca-Cola douche. Do women actually do this? I don't know if they actually do it. I know the myth's been around for a long time. Wow. Oh, yeah, Carl just said another misconception is um, when you have sex during a woman's menstrual cycle can change the, the probability of be baby being male or female. Yes. When you have sex during the menstrual cycle, and also the fact that if you have sex on your period is another one that you can't get pregnant. Sure, there's normally, but things go crazy. Mm -hmm. um, th that's another one. Just because you're menstruating doesn't mean you can't get pregnant. Um, what else? Okay, Dan just says, you know what you call people who use the rhythm method as a form of birth control parents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and Carl said that one isn't a myth. Oh, my goodness. There was another thing, if we're talking about misconceptions, things that I find amazing, and we talked about it during the Canadian show in chat, are things that people don't know about sexual safe, uh, like being safe during sex. Like, um, having sex when submerged underwater is very, very, very dangerous for a woman. And it amazes me how many people don't know that. Well, I was trying to look that up on the internet, and, and I wasn't finding any good sources on that. Oh, so I, wonder if, I wonder if Sue Johansson, she used to have a show in Canada called The Sunday Night uh -huh. Sex Show, and now she is gone, and she has a show on the O Channel, I think, and it's out of Los Angeles. She left Canada and started to do her sex education show in the States because Americans need it and Canadians don't. The chances are very rare, but if you are, ha like, if you're in a shower, it's not that bad. But if you're having sex submerged, like either in the bathtub, in the pool, or a hot tub, then um, because there's pressure and you're forcing water into the vagina under pressure, it can cause um, bacterial infections, number one. Number two, if it's really forced, like normally the cervix serves as a pretty good barrier, but sometimes water can be pushed through the cervix and it can cause an error or water embolism. Well, that was the one. That was the one that that I, I saw in a couple places, but there really wasn't any. I didn't see any good information on what the what the chances are. I thought. Well, it doesn't matter what the, the chances are. Something that I, I wouldn't want to risk. I don't really have to worry about it anymore because I don't have that plumbing. <laughs> but when I did have that, there was no way that I'm gonna risk that. I had I had enough issues. <laughs> I still had my plumbing. Um, then I didn't want to risk forcing water under pressure and causing an air or water embolism and dying because of sex in, in, a, in an environment that isn't too comfortable to begin with. Yeah, it seemed like the chances of an infection was a much higher risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was, there's also the, and, and I didn't really, I only checked this while, you know, while you were, you were talking about it in chat, but the other thing, um, that seems to be a real issue is that condoms tend to break uh, in water, and I think it's yes. because of the the water is not so good for the friction, or yes. it makes too it much friction. So. Yes. Oh, another thing is petroleum-based lubricants and condoms, and people use oh, that, and they have yeah. no idea how wrong it is to use a petroleum-based <laughs> lubricant when you're using a latex condom. 
Or yeah. even, I, I don't know if it's the same issue with the poly condom, but I know for sure you can't use, right. you, you shouldn't, you should use water-based lubricants instead of, right. well, even generally, you should use water-based lubricants instead of petroleum-based lubricants. And I don't understand why people would uh, use petroleum-based, like Vaseline. Why? <laughs> I'm going to stick some oil on me and shove it inside <laughs> of somebody else. <laughs> that seems really healthy. Uh, <laughs> well, America likes oil, so. That's why I don't know. Drill, baby, drill. <laughs> drill, baby, drill, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And can't play piano is being a puss. He is not letting us know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass the crap out of him until he lets me know <laughs> what it is that's why he feels he can't talk about sex it only can be one sentence but it's his fault why we're talking about this today carl just said you can use a full body form fitting wetsuit in a hot tub then you don't need a condom on top of that (laughs) please please Uh, uh, tell me carl how what are you going to stick your whole body i i'm having some really interesting visuals trying to figure out what on earth you're getting to (laughs) <laughs> I can't, can't play piano shrugs I got all day I have all day too actually I don't okay so then I want to ask you this Andrew and maybe other people who have had issues talking with their partners about sex can chime in here because you you have had issues in the past talking about it with me you don't but say you still had issues talking say say hypothetically you couldn't talk to me about sex or you felt that um for whatever reason i wasn't open to hearing it is there anything that you could hear from me as your partner that would make you comfortable talking about sex or how you think as someone being uncomfortable talking about sex could approach the subject to try and get a conversation going Uh, for me it's um I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, the fact that you're open about it means that that I can do t- as well. Um, but I think I, I I get this feeling that there's other people out there that it it's just there's just a block that that you know I'm not even sure what it is. I don't I don't have an answer. I don't think we've heard from anybody who <laughs> who can tell us you know what is. You know what is it? I mean, I, I, I've been um, perusing the the sex subreddit yes. on, on Reddit.com recently, and um, you know, there's there's even there's mostly what you hear because you don't hear it from the people that are that have a problem talking about it. You hear it from their partners, um, and they're trying to figure out how do I talk to my partner about this? How do I get them to talk about it? Um, and I, and I don't know that anybody has an answer. Um, I mean, I would think that you should try and start with, with having fun with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe people, some people just take it, take the subject way too seriously. I don't know how they can, especially if you actually look at people while they're having sex. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous thing ever. It's yeah, hilarious. I mean, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. 
<laughs> sex is funny, and the fact that we do it and we like it and we get enjoyment out of the weird noises and the goofy faces and <laughs> all that stuff that happens during. Are the... we going to talk about what we watched last night? Yes, I want to talk about Star Trek: The Next Generation Triple X parody. Oh my god. <laughs> First of all, if you do have not heard about this, there is a Star Trek The Next Generation porn. And it's a full feature-length movie. It's one hour and 40-some-odd minutes, one hour and 45 minutes or something like that. And the partnering is so stereotypical. Troy does it with Riker. Roe does it with Worf. Jordy uh, does it with Leah Brahms. Um... Data does it with 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 Tasha Yar and Picard has a fantasy about doing it with Dr. Crusher. <laughs> and and it just came out it just came out a couple months ago, three months ago or so, the, the Star Trek the Next Generation Triple X parody. And I have to say that was some of the worst sex I've ever seen. And it was really, it's, yeah, it's, that's what it's really called. Star Trek The Next Generation XXX Parody. And they, they, they incorporated some of the stories from the Star Trek Next Generation episodes into it as its plot line. Like, it actually had a plot. And there would be about five minutes of plot and then 20 minutes of sex. With with the exception of Data, they were all not... I mean, there wasn't yes. much... They weren't really in character when they yes. were having sex. It was just standard porn sex. Yes, and I know there was no bridge crew having an orgy, though at one point it did look like that Roe and Worf and Data and Yar would have a foursome, and I had tweeted, oh my god, they're all in the same room, shit just got real, and then I was very disappointed later to see Data and Yar leave, and just leave... <laughs> Row and Worf with his hugely misshapen penis. Oh my god, the thing was a hook. It was a hook, I shit you not. And the poor yeah. girl, the poor girl, trying to give this man a blowjob. And because of how severely his penis had a hook, like it was hooking into the side of her, of her cheek, and he's trying to ram it down her throat, and she's choking, and her, she looks like she... Like, it was just one of the most horrendous things I ever had well, to... Well, that's, that's apparently a thing. People like to see people getting choked by penis. I, well, I don't quite understand it. It makes me kind of gaggy, but... It makes me kind of gaggy, too, and I'm just like, you know what? Some of the sloppy noises I, I can kind of put up with. But I really, like... Gentlemen who enjoy getting their penis sucked, who enjoy getting a blowjob, do you like it? Does it turn you on when she is gagging and is about to vomit on your penis? Is that something you find attractive and sexy and just like, yeah, I'm going to ram it even farther down her throat and make her vomit all over me? Unless you're into, like, Japanese vomity things. But, <laughs> but really, if you're getting it on with your partner, do you want her making vomit noises while she is sucking your penis. Someone answer me this. I know I know Andrew, it turns him off completely. <laughs> completely. He was so turned off I, after I watching was, that porn uh, yeah. last night. I was getting gaggy. I was, yeah. So I know his answer, but I know everybody has their own things that do it for them. Everybody's laughing at me talking about this horrible <laughs> job. 
and I want to know if it works for you or not. Would you would you be able to ejaculate if some girl was vomiting on your penis? Really? Because you know what? If some guy was going down on me and he was vomiting, I'd be thinking, A, I either need to go wash up or <laughs> something's wrong it, it would bother me i'd be so distracted by the vomiting noises that i'd just be like get your mouth off of me i can't i can't do this i can't please go away nobody wants to comment on the seriously guys if you don't want me to say your name i won't i won't say that so and so likes to have his penis vomited on well, no, not actual vomit, Denise, but some of them actually really came close to actually vomiting. Like, you could hear it coming up. No, it was more than gagging noises. It was, they were about to, like, their stomach was, was, was going, like, the, it was, it was more than just gagging noises. Dan says it's not about that, it's about the dominator factor. Judging from the prevalence of it in porn, they are trying to appeal to the man, forcing the woman to do degrading things. Now, if the position was degrading that he was giving her the blowjob in, I could see that. I would say that's a very valid point. But when she's not in a demeaning position, if he's not trying to, like, face fuck her, like, force her to, like, here, I'm going to grab your ears and I'm going to ram it. When she's the one who's in control of the blowjob and he doesn't even have his hands anywhere on her, Tell me that about Dan, because I can understand if he has her by the ears or by the hair, like in the wharf, in the wharf, um, Rolaren scene. There was, no, there was no forcing of her. There was she no was forcing. It, she was doing it herself. He yeah, but there even... was, yeah, there was no forcing her to choke. She was doing it herself. At one point, he even tried grabbing her hair, and she swatted his hands away. He had no control whatsoever over the blowjob. Someone choking is the opposite of sexy. Thank you, Carl. That's someone else. He, was, uh, he didn't see the scene. Well, you would have to see the scene. Watch watch it. Because he, yeah, he, he was just standing there. And most of the blowjobs in, it was really weird. It was it was blowjob, girl on top, except for one time with, with, with Riker and Troy. It went blowjob, anal sex, she, on, she um, reverse cowgirl, and then normal cowgirl. And then, um, was she on her back at all? No, Troy was all doing it. Oh, and then doggy style is how they ended it. I don't know if she wanted to choke Denise. She just was choking. And then with, with, um, Brahms and, and LaForge, again, it started with a blowjob and every single blowjob, his hands are off. His hands are on his waist or on his butt or anywhere except for touching the person. No ass to mouth. No, that's just disgusting. That's so disgusting. <laughs> if you want to do ass to mouth, that's fine. But I just no, no ass. It was very clean sex. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was, yeah, it was boring. It was, it was yeah. It, it was, was like the director didn't want to show up that day, so they just did their normal. See, I couldn't. Her face didn't seem like she was okay with it, Denise. She looked like she was in a lot of pain, but she had control of the situation. So it was either the director forcing her to do it or because it looked really painful to her. Like even when she's moaning, supposedly in when they're actually getting it on and having the intercourse, she See, looked like she was in pain. I didn't think she was. Really? I, 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 I the whole I time I was like, was, poor girl. Was, well, what I was thinking was that she was, well, I mean, it might've been a direction from the director, but, but it's like, how do you, there's no way to gag and not look like it's painful yes but even when they were having sex with his clawed hooked penis 
it she looked like she was in a lot of pain the whole entire time and i i don't know if it was me i'd be like you know what i need a guy with a different penis or get a body double or something i'm not having sex with that <laughs> you can't pay me enough to have sex with that misshapen penis like i've seen some pretty misshapen penises in my life jordy's penis was misshapen too his penis looked like a banana but at least it wasn't hooked at the end and banana penis that's that's easy to 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 maneuver around but when when the guy is like it's you seriously have to look at Worf's penis um so yeah, so we're on we're on we're on Brahms and Jordy. They had sex again. It started with a blowjob, and then it started. Then it went to reverse cowgirl, and then regular cowgirl. Was she? And then they did they did spooning. What else did? And did they finish with her? No, there was not a single one. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, we already discussed. Oh, they had some really interesting positions with Rowan Wharf. She was standing up. One of them, she's like in the splits standing up they had sex mostly standing up the whole time and i thought well that would be kind of comfortable or uncomfortable to enjoy it because he can't relax she has to keep her muscle control to stay in these standard acrobatic positions while they're having sex no i have not seen flesh gordon that was from dan yeah i've seen parts of that have you but that's yeah it's just like <laughs> stuff uh, Denise just says that's our new band, Jules Banana Penis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have to say, though, out of all, and then um, we'll skip ahead to the end. Picard, he just got a blowjob, and it was a horrible, horrible blowjob on his desk in his ready room. No sex, and it was all in his head. It was a, it was a daydream. Um, but when it came, Picard to- doesn't actually ever have sex. Yes. He only has it in his head. Right. Oh, um, um, my underscore kid on Twitter, he just tweeted, maybe the directors were trying to make it look like an authentic Klingon penis. You know what? Like, I, that's another thing that was said in chat. I think so. But I just, I don't know. Like, there's other ways of making him look like he had, instead of hiring some guy whose penis is, like, so misshapen that I I cannot having lady bits <laughs> having a <laughs> vaginal canal I cannot see any way possible that it would be comfortable and pleasurable in any way shape or form um, and I've had two kids so that's just and they have the whole holodeck let's hold where we're going there's a starship and they caught into just gravity for sextending up no there was no they, they were at every the 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 scene be- between Tasha and Riker was done in the holodeck on the bridge. The scene between um, Leia and LaForge was done on the holodeck. The scene between Worf and Roe was done on the holodeck in a holodeck gym. They were all in simulated spaces. Except for Data and Tasha Yar, they had it actually in her room. Data stayed in character and the man is fully functional he came and he kept on going and he came again and it was actually the most one all the other cum shots were very 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 unimpressive there was no bang (laughs) whatsoever it was just a little spurt and there's like where's the cum (laughs) data has some powerful ejaculation going on there twice data was impressive data was impressive I can't believe we're talking about porn and the porn that we watched together. Uh, but the distracting thing about the data and the Tasha Yar sex scene, it was very and I was I was for porn there was actually some intimacy to it. There was actually some some they were trying to be emotional about it. 
Um, he caressed her face after, like it wasn't just sex between Yar and Data, but it was really di- it was really distracting that his body makeup was coming off on her during the sex scene. And it's like, oh, well, there's Data's makeup all over her thighs and all over her ass. Everything. Oh, Carl's gonna run. Hmm? I think that's a uh, technology problem. With the with the makeup. body makeup, yeah. And I have to say that one of the things that disappointed me about it is, oh, Data and Lord, that would be awesome. I was also very unhappy that there was no broke back anything during it. And <laughs> it was it was just an excuse to make a porn movie. And yes, I mean they you know they threw it in they threw in the quote unquote plot. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't really a plot. It was, yeah. I was also very disappointed at the lack of techno babble and double entendre during it because there are so many things about Star Trek that you could turn into. Yes, broke back anything makes me happy. There's so many things in Star Trek that um, can be turned into techno babble or turned into innuendo, can be turned into. euphemism and they and they didn't take that opportunity there was like no sex techno babble and i was really sad about that i think yeah i mean it's but it's that that's what the the porn is is about just selling porn and but it was it just, was made by just, fans and it was a fan made feature length and the thing like I just they were really good about getting the story from the from the next generation series in it and why not they, include the well, I don't think it was really I mean they may be fans of Star Trek but they were professional porn people that was my impression from it mm-hmm. but I I just to me it felt like it was just an excuse to to make porn and just to be able to put Star Trek on it just Maybe. as a way to sell it Dan says but they it didn't sounds want to like take the time to, to do it right I'm trying to think. Is there a good porn? I can't think of any. Hurry up, back. Hurry back, Denise. I can't think of any porn that I've seen that I would consider good porn. No, I mean that. I don't know. I just I don't like the. It's just all. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, there needs to be porn where they're having fun. Well, that's the thing. It's also fake and it's also scripted and it's there. It's also. I don't know. Like, there, there was a few things that I saw. Like, I have to say one of the good things about the, the Star Trek porn is that they weren't all porn buddies, the girl, porn bunnies, the girls. They actually had different body types for both the men and the women. Yeah. So I thought that was a good thing, even though it was kind of weird seeing a fat Jordy LaForge and a fat <laughs> wharf. That was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of bothersome for me. Um, but other than that, um, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's there's just so many things that I see important. I think this might have to do with a lot of reasons why people have such unfulfilling sex lives. Or they find it so bad is because they think sex is like a porn movie. Like, seriously, like, she was slapping Data's penis. Would, would, would you maintain your erection if I started slapping your penis around? Maybe for some people it would, but I'm just thinking overall, I don't think that I know too many men that would be okay with me walking up to their penis open hand and slapping it. Yeah, that was a very pornish kind of thing to do. 
And same with this thing that they do during oral sex on women and slapping the clit. And some of the things I'm thinking, yeah, if any guy did that to me, I'd be breaking his fucking nose. (laughs) (laughs) That's not enjoyable. That does not feel good. That that doesn't do anything whatsoever for my pleasure. That actually hurt. And you know what? Now I want to hurt you because you just hurt my lady bits. Fuck off slapping me there. Don't you understand it's sensitive? How would I slap you in in the... in, in the Balls. scrotum, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, you have the spit. No, spitting on its... No, I don't want you spitting on my clit. <laughs> if, if, if I'm not lubricated enough, where you... If you have to spit on my clit, that means that you're not doing your job. You're not pleasuring me. That means I don't have enough. I'm, I'm very, very self-lubricating. And if you have to spit on me, that means you're not doing your job properly and you need to adjust your, your technique. That's what it needs to like spitting on someone's cock. Seriously? Get ass slapping. Yes. Ass slapping. I can get behind the ass slapping. I can get behind. I can get behind choking. I can get behind forceful glabs. I can get behind hair pulling, scratching, biting. Yeah. Denise is like, ah, the gold, good old spit clit. That's not. <laughs> Denise, do you like to have your clit spit on? Oh, spit on the cock? No, see, that's, there's, oh, do you like, okay, here's another thing, Since there was this one, was it Roe who was doing a lot of spitting on the cock? Like, or no, it wasn't, it was, it was Beverly. was gagging. Yes, it was Beverly. Beverly Crusher doing a lot of spitting on the cock, and I can understand spitting a little bit because you need extra lubrication, but it was, like, gobs and gobs and gobs of saliva, and it was stringy, and it was just not appealing yeah nipple play nipple play i think it depends on the person and both that's something too that a lot of people a lot of people don't seem to understand is that men's nipples are equally as sensitive as women's nipples if you have sensitive nipples and i think that's something that's when i tell women yeah i play with his nipples i flick them flick it with my tongue and like really why would you do that you're emasculating no yeah I've heard many, many women when I when we talk about sex, they cannot believe that um, I I give men's nipples the same treatment as most men would give women. They just think that's absolutely horrible. Huh. And why I'm like, you, you, do you understand? It's the same nerve endings. They're the exact same. Men, men have memory glands as well. It's all the same thing. <laughs> hmm. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about everything. We're talking about slow, a long, slow, lingering lick. Yes, nipples. But for me, nipples don't, nipple play, you, you're wasting your time with me. No, yeah. that's spitty. I'm talking about people, Denise, we're, we kind of are doing two different things right now. People who spit while giving oral sex and slap around either the vaginas, clits, or penis while giving oral sex. If that's spitty, lick that shit, she said. (laughs) (laughs) Because there was a lot of spitting in the porn, that's why we're on spitting, is because it was something that came up, was like, oh my god, look at all that, those copious amounts of spit and slapping around. Can't Play Piano says, what's the big deal? I got nipples, they don't work, but I got them. So Can't Play Piano, do you not have any feeling in your nipples? Are you one of these unfortunates like myself who has, like, no nerve endings there and it does absolutely nothing for you sexually? 
What did it look like? You have to watch the movie, Denise. Seriously, find it. No, not drool. Not drool. I'm talking about gobs and gobs and gobs of saliva. Stringy, long saliva that when she would pull her mouth away would extend a foot long. No over-exaggeration. And it was droopy and it was slimy and it was disgusting. Okay, what about the guy spanking the clit with his penis? Another porn trope. Yeah, no, that the spanking with your penis spanking it with your hand sucking on a clit is good spanking it not so much especially if you have to it's, just just imagine for a second because the clit is the same tissue as the glands of your penis that's pretty sensitive imagine what would happen if somebody got too exuberant while slapping the glands of your penis around or your testicles it's not, it's more, it's more of a, it, it shocks the person out of the moment. And if it's done incorrectly, it can really, really hurt. Bro, needs to go back to sexy school. <laughs> I'm finding that much. Uh, can't play piano. It hasn't answered my nipple question yet. He doesn't want to talk. He's just going to say he has them. They don't work. But I got them. But do you get pleasure from them? Can't play piano. Please answer my question about your body. Because I think that's another thing that... If something wasn't working for you, would you speak up about it? Or would you just let it happen and quietly grin and bear it as something's going on that really does not turn you on? Is actually probably turning you off. Um... It, oh, I mean, I think I think you you let it go for a little bit, um, and it depends on if it's turning you off. Then you um, like you try to move on to, or you would you would want to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to you have to pick your moments. Mm-hmm. Let's see, he's can't play piano because I pretty much have all my nerve endings in the wrong places. So here, that goes back to talking with your partner. Do, 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 you, do you let them know, like, hey, that may work for you. That may have worked for every other partner that you've been with. But you know what? I, ha- my, I have different areas that are sensitive. Can you please stimulate this instead? Yep, women are different, different for different people yeah but there's still some hmm. see this is where I'm starting to get bothered it's because men are different too there there are some things that work for some men that really do not for others right well yeah, I, think I think that should be your starting assumption yes is that what works for, for I I can say because I've talked most women don't like their clit being hit but I'm pretty sure there's there's a few that do just like there's going to be a few men that want their um their their penis slapped around like a tetherball but I think most men the just the idea of someone like coming at their penis and slapping it around like it was a tetherball is not a really appealing something that's going to happen most men get very very jumpy when you go and try and hit their genitals (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't even want to risk it because i'd be like too afraid that i accidentally because if i accidentally even lightly slapped part of the scrotum in the process that would hurt yeah 
that would really, really hurt. And I'm just like, I don't want to hurt you unless you want me to hurt you, but you have to let me know beforehand that you want me to hurt you. But in general, guys should go slowly, general, gently, and persistently. Um, I can't agree with that. To start, penis. maybe. Maybe to start. I don't know. Can't play piano. If you slap a guy's balls so they wrap all the way around his penis, you do not win the game. <laughs> <laughs> safe words. Yes, safe words. Do you have a safe word? I have a safe word. Andrew needs to think of a safe word. That's another thing that you need to have. And it, regardless of how kinky your sex gets, is having a safe word. Because there's... There's... Things can go wrong, regardless of how monotonous your sex life is. I want to go back, though, that the in-general guy should go slowly, gently, and persistently. I don't think I can agree with that. Well, I think when you're... Because there's two ways to go about things. One way is to talk about it. um, And the other way is to base everything off of reaction. Mm-hmm. And if you're going off a reaction, you have to start slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, that can work to some extent. You may not, um, you may not find everything out though, because you may not think of something to do that would work really well. Mm-hmm. Then again, there's people that don't know what works really well on them. Well, exactly. What about he, that? That's another thing. Masturbation. That's like my default answer to everybody lately. If they if they're like, they they tweet like I'm bored. Give me something to do. My my <laughs> answer for everything these days is masturbate. And that's something that I don't think that men and women do nearly enough. And that's masturbate either solo solo or with their partners and watch their partners so they can learn what does it for their partners. And I think a lot of problem with women and why they can't reach um, orgasm via penetration is because they haven't masturbated enough and they don't know what works for their bodies. Yeah, it's interesting if you... I've been spending, I don't know what's it been, a couple of weeks I've been looking at that that Reddit sex... or the, the sex subreddit. And, you know, there's a there's a big... I just want to <sighs> Dan can you stop making the generalizations that I don't know men because that's really bothering me <laughs> <laughs> really 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 bothering me a lot and I, I'm gonna be polite about it right this moment but if it comes up again because I'm I'm feeling that um, because I happen to have a vagina that you are completely dismissing the fact that I am transgender at this moment. So I get men. I I can speak somewhat education. I know, and I'm being serious too. I know a lot of men who don't masturbate enough, and I talk to them quite frequently. I have I have quite a number of male friends that. They don't, to to my, to my, they masturbate maybe once a week, and I don't think that, I don't think masturbating once a week is enough. Some people may think that's excessive masturbation. So, so anyways, back to this, because I, my feathers just got all ruffled there. (laughs) (laughs) But the masturbation part of it. I was going to come back to the men, but just, Mm -hmm. this isn't a um, broad sampling, but... uh, what I was noticing was a lot of 
young women talking about, you know, who had not experienced an orgasm. Mm -hmm. And um, the impression I'm getting from just reading these these stories and from other people's comments on them um, was that there's a there's a broad range of, of of women's reactions. And then if you actually look at the men, there's actually a very broad range of, of reactions mm-hmm. that the men have. Um, from you know, there's guys that have never masturbated, and you know, to me that seems like a really really difficult if you're going to actually have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're not just gonna, you know if you're if you're asexual and you have no interest in it, you know, then it doesn't really matter. But you know, if you have no idea. Well, that's 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 what I'm talking about. Is if you're asexual and don't have a sex drive, then that's fine. You don't need to masturbate. But if you're one of these people that are complaining that you're not reaching orgasm, you're not masturbating enough. And Dennis, I don't think as- enough is not the right word, actually, because um, and here's another another problem mm-hmm. I was seeing a lot of people with is, is you know as they're learning about sex, not being able to. Uh, you know, guys not being able to orgasm to mm-hmm. yes, and you know, so there's this this thing where they have they've trained themselves to uh, to orgasm to their own to to masturbation, but they have not. But their technique doesn't work <laughs> when it comes to to intercourse. Um, so there's a whole subject about how to fix that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the the thing with with guys is uh, that's you know there, there's how am I trying to say this there's the possibility that there you know you can masturbate just for the just to get off and it's mm-hmm. you know spend a few minutes and then it's done and then you know it's just a short term thing and then there's you know if you actually want to know how you work. You have to take more time with it. Yes. Well, I'm talking about that. The exploration part of it is... Uh, Dan asks, is there too, as such thing as too much masturbation? I think Andrew kind of answered that. Is if you masturbate so often that you can no longer reach orgasm via actual penetration, then there's something wrong. There are also people who can't um, reach orgasm if they're wearing a condom. They need to start masturbating with a condom on. Yes. You know that you have an addiction to sex, Denise, when your sex causes problems in your real life, like you're missing work because um, you are busy trying to find, pick up someone at the store and have some illicit affair. When it, anything becomes an addiction when it starts to interfere with your relationships with other people or your ability to lead what they consider a healthy and healthy is subjective to culture life it'd be the same like how do you know you're a gambling addict because you're gone poor and you've you filing for bankruptcy because of how much you're gambling normally if your sex is interfering with your ability to keep relationships your ability to to maintain to do anything other than having sex then it is an addiction um Hold on, hypersexuality. A lot of see, hmm, that's something that people accuse me of as being hypersexual, because I enjoy sex and I'm sex positive. 
And I don't know if it would be the same if I actually had a penis instead of a mental penis, if people would look at it differently. Oh, I would think they would. You think so? I Yeah, I, I would think that they would, you know, I mean, does... Uh, would, would they, you know, I mean, how many people would say something about a guy who wants to have sex every day? Would they would they find that unusual? No. No. I mean, how about a woman that wants to have sex every day? Is that unusual or considered unusual? I think the stereotype there or the cons- the I don't know, in relationships at first even they they think when I when I talk about my sex drive, a lot of people think that I'm joking about it until <laughs> sex actually <laughs> enters the relationship. <laughs> And then they understand, yeah, no, she's not joking about it. She actually wants sex, like, three, four times during a day if possible. I'll settle for once a day. Um, <laughs> I'm happy with once a day. I, if it's any less than four times a week, I'm very, very, very unhappy. I become a really horrible person to have to live with. Um, but th- I, and then I get accused that I'm trying to kill them because they can't keep up. <laughs> with with my sex drive because it's high but a lot of a lot of people I, I here's another thing and it's really kind of sad that denise is like the only f- female here right now is but here's another thing that we were is women who who really don't like penis or this idea you don't like penis and that women don't like um giving head but there's i know a lot of men who don't like going down on a girl but I wish there was more women listening because I want to know like how many of you actually love the penis or how much how many of you okay Julie do you actually love the penis do you what about your girlfriends because you probably have girlfriends <laughs> oh Dan I need I need to I need to because women when I talk to them they're not honest with me about sex because I don't know if it's because I'm too open talk talking to women about it is very difficult I, I want to know she loves the penis do you give head because you feel um, you have to as part of the relationship or do you enjoy giving head is it something that you truly love to do because I know a lot of women who just give head they may like the penis but they only give head because it's expected of them Denise says the penis rules and I think that's something, too, that I find really bizarre is is people who do certain things like giving head because that's what they feel is expected of them. <laughs> Julie demands the penis. And Denise likes giving head. Good. Now, what about problems orgasming? Do you? Because there's only... Like, I don't know what the current numbers are, but last time I checked, only 25% of women have ever experience or ever experience a vaginal only like orgasm through vaginal penetration most women 75% of women need clitoral stimulation to achieve orgasm and I I'm gobsmacked every time I hear that because I have no I don't get satisfaction from a clitoral orgasm I have to have penetration if you make me orgasm during oral sex it's far from over I'm just getting started <laughs> well um, I mean, it's I, you know, people are different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with with sexual orientation or gender or any of that kind of stuff. It's there's there's a whole range of people. Well, but what about? Because I have a theory as someone who owns a vagina that 
every female is capable of a vaginal orgasm if she has spent enough time masturbating and knows where it is. Is every single female. Like, there's how, no but reason. How do you know that? I, but I, I don't because of the plumbing. Say- is this, It's just like every single... Unless you have some type of nerve damage. Uh. Is that every single person... It's just like... But, okay, but, but here's another thing that works into it. Is the... There is uh, an emotional brain part of, of, of the whole thing. And, you know, so the... Plumbing doesn't necessarily matter, and then the, the amount of masturbation doesn't matter if the the brain won't allow it to happen. But I, oh I, I would, no! See, but, no. If that was the case, then girls who are molested they would not have orgasms when they're six or seven no, years but, old. Via no, that no, you can't make a statement like that. That's like saying that, that no. That's like saying that you know everybody is is heterosexual. No, it's We're not like and that would be like saying that everybody uh, it, it could be you know it gets pleasure from their nipples being touched. That's not true for you, right? So it's because I don't I, have any nerve endings there. They've been damaged. I have a I have a physical reason why. Not it's not but, mental. It's a physical reason. I'm saying physical reasons. It's well, it's. I don't think I think the plumbing is the same, but. Uh, who knows what the details are? I don't know. I, I would just leave it open to the fact that people can be different. And I don't see any reason why people can't have different levels of of. Uh, so, so outside of medical reasons, like say they had the unfortunate circumstance of having a female um, circumcision or right. other damage to the you you do you, you honestly think that some women are just not capable of of orgasm? I think it's a possibility. Outside of and biological it, reasons for it or medical reasons. Well, I mean, I mean. What about men then? Absolutely. Really. I mean, it's the same reason that there are people that are asexual and they just don't have any interest in sex. I mean, so. But they're still they're, they're still different. capable of ejaculation, regardless if they have no sex drive. You can still make them right, ejaculate. But I'm, I'm not saying that they're. That's that what I'm talking have, about. I'm not saying that they have issues with. I'm not saying that people that have issues with. Or, um, having an orgasm are asexual. I'm just saying that people are different, and there's a range of all sorts of things. So I, I, I would need evidence to say that everybody's exactly the same. I have a real problem with the idea that everybody would just pop. Everybody's just exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And it's just technique. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Those technique is that but if you're not I having a vaginal orga- orgasm there has to you, you just haven't found the technique to make it possible yet. I, th- I think that's as, I think that's as arrogant as somebody saying that that you know everybody should be straight or everybody you know you should be the gender that your your parts say that you are why because I think that people should be are, are capable I'm no. not saying they have to enjoy it I'm saying that, that they're capable of it just like well, how a man do you do that how do you know? Just you because it's body. the same. It's the same reason why men can ejaculate, even when you're, even when they're. There are you, some people. There are some men that can't. They have no physical injury or known medical problem. Really, I want to see a source of this. I've read it. On, I've read people saying. I that. know I, that, but I want to see a source of this. I want to see a source that outside of medical issues. <laughs> That men, because wow. because if 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 you're paralyzed, like there's still there's a lot of things that accidents that happen. I'm talking about people I know who are that. different. 
But you can still oh. produce babies with certain um, injuries as well. There's still ways about it. Boys get, it, it. boys get erection in utero. Boys are born with an erection. Okay, but again, we're talking about, if you're talking about the majority of people... Yes. You can probably make a general statement about the majority I'm ta- we're, of people. We're talking I'm about generalizing right now. That just like there are, you know, only a minority of people are, are homosexual, right? Mm-hmm. So there may be a minority of women that can't have orgasm, and there's a minority of men who can't have orgasm, no matter what technique you use. Yes, but I'm not talking about minority right now. I'm talking about the greater people, the the, the, the normal 75% of women right. who... okay. I'm talking about the norm. The, okay. I'm not talking, talking about... If you're talking about the norm, then... I don't know. Are you paying attention to the chat? Yeah, I am paying, paying <laughs> okay. attention to the chat, yes. <laughs> but I, from the, just the, the, the anecdotal evidence that I've seen that, you know, the first thing to try for anybody who's having some sort of problem having an orgasm is mm-hmm. changes in technique. Yes. So, yes, that would be yes. where you start. Yes. But, you know, you just have to leave open the possibility that there's other... There's ranges of people and, and well, how Well, of they, course, uh, I, I'm, but I'm talking generally right now because we can't talk about every single person, but I'm just, there's, it's like the women who, like, I would never be as bold as to say that all women are capable of multiple orgasms, and I feel really sad for women who aren't. Multiple orgasms, I think, is something you have to really know your body or just be super whatever to be capable of that as a woman. I always, that doesn't mean that I don't feel sad for women who aren't capable of them. But I can I can accept women not being capable of multiple orgasms. Um, it's the same for men. Men have to do a lot of work for them to be capable of multiple orgasms, and it can happen. Men have though men. It's it's di- more difficult for men <laughs> to have multiple orgasms than it is for women. But because um, there's lots of roadblocks. What kind of low roadblocks are you talking about, Denise? I think we're talking uh, roadblocks. I would think of would be Centricism. mental Okay, here's this. Yes, Denise. I want to ask her about these mental roadblocks because she lives in the south, and and sex is really, really. Um, young men can come quicker than older men. Hmm. In general. Yes. Refractory period is shorter. Yes, men can. But I'm talking about like data. He came and he the bounce back period he was still hard and he kept on going um to to go back to the porn is there are some men that don't lose their erection at all and they can and you can even have an orgasm without ejaculation for for a guy that's rare but it is possible it's hard to talk about okay denise why is it hard for you to talk about sex is it is it cultural do you think it's 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 a side effect of living in the south do you think it's it's a side effect of, of family dynamics. Why, for you specifically, is it difficult for you to talk about sex? Positive, not a cut in the film. Yeah, there at least wasn't a cut in the in the beginning. There, there could yeah. have been. We don't know how long he actually kept going. Yes, but they there was there was <laughs> no cut from the time that he came, and there when they changed position, they could have cut them. But he kept going for quite a while before there was any change in position he came they kept shooting and filming and it went on the cuts were very very painfully obvious 
and they actually there was a continuity error in one of the cuts so <laughs> Kidani says people aren't comfortable masturbating in general enough to figure out that an orgasm can actually be sustained for a really long time well it's gotten easier I don't know because I don't know because I don't want people to think that I'm slutty or that I know too much well yeah yeah see that's the thing is I like being a mysterious proprietist but see that's yeah, that goes back to my having I've never been I don't know my <coughs> sex drive I'm not ashamed of it I don't consider myself slutty because I have a healthy sexual attitude Though I have had a few women think that I'm slutty because I have a sex, uh, a healthy sexual attitude. Men, they just don't want to believe it. And then they, after they realize it's the truth, they can't handle it. Denise, it's weird for a woman. Are you married? How old are you? Is Are those questions? Are you a professional? Blah. So really? Hmm. I want to go back to Carl Herbold. Lots of considerations for women. That that's really upsetting. I think that's something that needs to change. I think that's it. Well, I mean, it, I mean, really, if you're talking about it in public, I can understand. But the 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 problem with it is that those ideas are going from the public sphere to the private. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about two people and what they do, or one person. What does one person do by themselves that nobody is ever going to find out? Lock your door? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's where it gets to be a real problem. I think many men agree. Many men agree with what, Denise? And then Carl, going back to the, the multiple orgasms for men, Nemo, non-ejaculatory male orgasm may not be as rare as some think, as many men would assume is absolutely not an orgasm unless they ejaculate. That could be true. I think there might be, some men may not recognize a non-ejaculatory male orgasm. But the stigma goes into the brain. See that's that's. Mm. I don't know when you when you grow up with the idea. I mean, I mean, I think I can understand if you grow up with the idea that sex is bad and dirty, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's only for making babies. Mm -hmm. um, you know that gets into your head, um, and I didn't even grow up in that. And there was still some guilt within the the, the idea of. Of, of masturbation which I don't even know where that comes from maybe it comes from you know at least when I was growing up you know the whole you know making jokes about people jerking off you know why is that even a joke I don't know I think part of it could be uh, religious reasons because um, if you ejaculate, like if you're Orthodox Jew, you have to wait, you're considered unclean and you have to wait so many days after ejaculation to go to the temple to be cleaned before you can have intercourse again. So some of it does have religious connotations to it because ejaculation, same with menstruation, you have to, at least people who, who practice Orthodox Judaism, it, I'm surprised that they even have babies altogether because after you menstruate you're you're unclean for so long after you orgasm or ejaculate you're unclean for so long after you have a baby you're unclean for so long and there's spent so many time having to wait to be clean to go to the temple to be purified that i just think when do you have time to have sex 
you have a wet dream you have to go you have to wait so many days and then go to the temple and be purified and before you can have intercourse again okay the way things are hurt men too some men are more repressed than women in different ways um there's also sexy things men can do that are stigma like that are orgasms helpful and hard to think about carl and some don't think sex is fun unless they think it's wrong they likely explain the phenomena of religious sorts and republicans making public statements about how evil sex of type x is who then get caught having sex of type x I think that that goes back to um, taboo. A lot yeah. of things seem to be taboo in the United States, and yes. so they do it, and they don't want to get caught. And maybe part of it is they're all a little bit of exhibitionists and voyeurs, and and um, like teen pregnancy is so high in specifically in some specific states and areas that teach abstinence only like how many teens get pregnant down there like it's it's not as if teen pregnancy doesn't happen in Canada because it does but the numbers are just so skewed and I think it helps helps when you know how babies are made to not make babies Mm -hmm. I mean you're not going to stop everybody from being stupid but at least if they know then they have the ability you can't prevent it if you don't know how to prevent it mm-hmm. and you know I mean it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I just shake my head at it so do you do you any of the of the issues that you had talking about sex previously how much of it was the relationship and how mo- much of it was what you perceive to be as taboo for me, I don't. I don't really think it was taboo for me mm-hmm. so much. Um, I was never. It was the, you know. I grew up in a very liberal kind of family in a liberal church, and basically, my experience with liberal churches is they just don't talk about sex at all. Mm-hmm. So it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, at least back to my growing up days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't. You know, it certainly wasn't talked about in my house as a bad thing um i'm just naturally um you know nervous yes (laughs) and i can easily be embarrassed so that that was certainly an issue with it i think the the one of the bigger issues with it actually turned out to be um that my partner's um desire for sex dried up Mm -hmm. and so talking about sex is is basically getting you know once you get to that point, uh, you know, she doesn't want to talk about it because she's not interested in it, and then she's, whatever her problems are, I mean, because you can't talk about it, I don't know mm-hmm. what her problems were. So, you know, it, it, in that area, it became a much, you know, it became an impossibility. Hmm. Denise just brought up something that is something else that I think would be interesting to talk about with the listeners is exper- experimentation in the bedroom and getting your partner to be willing about it. She cause What she says is if you're a man and a well-placed thumb would really jack up your big O because it's true. You want, you want. So yes, anyways, but you have but you're still not going to go there if you have a stigma. And she also said applies for women too, actually, is just things that, well, no, you can't stick your thumb up my ass. Well, we're 
having an orgasm or you can't press on my peritoneum because that will also increase a man's orgasm huge as if you press on the peritoneum as they're coming um and just other things that do you think is stigma or just not wanting to try it because it just the idea of it doesn't turn you on or do you think that perhaps the reason why it's not turning you on the idea is because you have a stigma attached to it oh i think there's two things involved there there's a there's there's stigmas with that and then there's there's kind of a uh, a grossness factor with it um that. I, I think it can be overcome, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's. Go ahead. No, no, continue, continue because those just you have. Well, I don't know. I mean, there there can be. Um. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there can be issues with parts. There can be issues with. Um, I would, for some reason, I was just thinking about the idea of, um, you know, if you're having intercourse and the woman actually pleasuring herself at the same time, um, which can certainly be helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> for her, for her, but you know that can have you know for there may be some women who just can't do that. Um, I don't know, and that, that that brings up the question of, you know, can you masturbate in front of your partner? Yes. Which, I, you know, and I think there's a lot of people that would have difficulty in doing that. Uh, Agreed, and I don't understand why. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the why, um, but I think the the starting point is if, you know, if you can't do that. And that's a big clue that you have, uh, you know, just like not being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's just like not being able to to really share all of yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't really even know where all of the, the embarrassment comes from with, with masturbation to begin with. See, Denise thinks it's a pro- kind of a private time. Denise, why do you think that masturbation is a private time? Because there's nothing that, for me... I like seeing my partner masturbate, and I like watching, having him see me masturbate, and it's, it's, it's an opportunity to learn more about your partner. I would rather, if I'm not up for, if I'm not up for sex for whatever reason, if I'm having a bad lupus day, and he needs to get off, then I want to watch him masturbate. I don't want him to have to go into the bathroom or go wherever, and I still want to be a part of, because it's your body. So, hmm. It's... You know, this is the, you're going to go right into the whole idea of, of how relationships work mm-hmm. and how and how connected you can be to them. Um, you know, I think with, with masturbation, it's there's a sense you're kind of vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. Just like, you know, just like watching porn, if you really just step back and watch it, it's kind of ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> what humans do. Um, and... You know, so the idea of somebody watching you do something that's kind of ridiculous can be embarrassing, and that's you know, it becomes less so when you trust them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the more that's you can the trust whole... them, the easier it is. Stan said that's all personal preference, and I can understand 
not wanting to for whatever reason it's just like some people don't want to do anal it's not because they think it's right. bad they're not it's just their, their preference is specific things regardless of what they think about those acts in itself I'm, I'm talking about people who just think the act in itself is wrong and not being able to trust their partner with that type of intimacy and thinking that they can't talk to their partner about the fact that they masturbate or if they need to go masturbate or whatever and having that conversation I just I, I don't personally me I cannot be in a relationship with somebody that I cannot talk about all those things too that if I'm having a really bad day that I can't just say you know what sex is off the table today which rarely happens. <laughs> I have to be really, really sick and a lot of pain for that to be an actual thing. And there are some days that if, if I'm really wanting to have sex, then I'd say, you know what, you need to go in the bathroom today because I really want to join you and I can't and it would just be too painful to watch because I... And there's other times it's like, please, I want to be at least there for it because I have no I have no I have no desire to have sex at this moment but I really want to be a part of of you getting pleasure in some way tonight because I'm just not capable of doing it I th yeah it's, it's a the embarrassment factor I think is is uh, it's it's not something that's easily explained it's just kind of there um, but I do think that there are it is possible to get over it. Well, that's what, yeah. yeah. Um, at least with a partner that you trust. So, oh, Denise is like, that's actually really sweet. I'm like, I, I suppose <laughs> it's sweet. I don't know. It, I think it's understanding and nice, um, she says, but, uh, and was really cool to hear. Well, I'm glad that our, that, that me talking about masturbation in our relationship was really cool for you to hear, Denise. <laughs> but I just I think the trust factor and I think that goes back to the whole communication with your partner the thing that started this whole thing on Twitter was because I know I'm different and I know I'm weird and it takes me a lot to trust somebody and I just could not even fathom having sex with somebody or at least having a good sex life with somebody if I didn't trust them with things doesn't necessarily mean like I don't know so you told me you wanted to have I don't, I'm trying to think of some really bizarre sex things that I would not go for <laughs> and nothing is coming to my head at the moment of something All that would be like on the table that would be like yeah oh I know sex with the never happen Oh, and you cut out on me on that. What oh, did that? I? I said sex yeah. with another woman. That would never uh, happen. That that would yeah. be something like that. That's just that's that's my one thing. That that's not going to happen. Um, and you know that. But if if banana penis in the butt, yeah, banana penis in the butt would not happen either, Denise. That's true. So so <laughs> um, um, so I'm just trying. Like there there's things like even though I'm not willing to do that because I'm just not attracted at all in that way I'm, I'm um, and I don't care like I have no, if, if two women want to have sex with each other and that's what does it to them then Denise is stomping her foot angrily because I won't have sex with her then more power <laughs> to them that's great whatever does it 
for you. I think where an issue would come for me, and she's oh my god, I'm totally kidding. No, you're not, Denise. Um, <laughs> I think where the problem would come is if I couldn't be able to, if I wouldn't be able to talk to you about the reasoning why. Um, I, I, I'm just not capable of having sex with another female, why that's completely off the table. If I couldn't trust you with that piece of information and have a, a dialogue with you, it would make the rest of our sex life suffer completely. Um, <laughs> Denise is fuck off, penis ho. <laughs> we love you, Denise. <laughs> um, she's like oh no did she actually just read that oh she's smiling and kisses yes kisses to Denise so I think that's the, it's it's the trust thing like there's nothing that I there's except for if it concerns children like child, pedophilia and child abuse that's the only thing where I think yeah no you can't do that but anything else sexually if that's what does it for you um then then more power to you and do it but if you can't even talk about those things with your partner then why are you having sex with them like that's just something I don't understand and I wish somebody could explain it to me in a way that I could understand why they're capable of having sex with that person to me something that is bestiality if that's what does it scat if that's what the only thing that I think is wrong is that I think is is terrible and abhorrent is sex with children pedophilia and child abuse anything other than that if you've told me you've done it it wouldn't faze me in the least I'd be like oh cool tell me more I'm very I'm I there's not much that shocks me or that I consider TMI and it takes a, quite a bit to yeah I'm not normal person <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that I wasn't going to say it so Denise why would that be hard to, to hear from a partner because here's another thing because Andrew will tell me things I'm like okay we, we were discussing something the other day and he goes you're not upset by it I'm like no am I supposed to be upset by it He's like, yeah, you really are weird. And I, there's, I, I, I don't understand. And there's things that I've said to Andrew that he, it's difficult for him to hear. He still listens to it, though. But I, I don't, I just don't have the capability. I'm not capable of understanding why it's difficult. And I would like someone to explain it to me. Denise, bestiality would kind of rub me wrong way a bit well if my partner wanted to like i would never participate in bestiality that's not my thing but if that is your thing then more power to you that's what i'm saying scat's not my thing but if that's the thing that's going to do it for you and your partner and everyone's consenting then go to it carl says i'm going to try sex in free fall one of these days that would be awesome having sex while skydiving Seriously, can you imagine that? Denise, someone would really have to convince me that evening with the sheep was consensual or I would be prone to judge. Yeah, okay. That's, that's the issue with, yeah. Scat, that's not for me. You can't, you can't determine. But she won't else. judge. Animals can't consent. My take on things, shrugs. Okay, so, well, hmm. What if bonobos can consent? Bonobos are... <laughs> I want to go live with bonobos, even though they'd probably rip me to shreds. But <laughs> they'd crack your dick off. <laughs> Free yeah. false sex, yes. That would crack your dick off. But do you, like, hmm... 
do you think that I suppose if you can't talk to your partner and you're going to have sex because people have knees and they can close their eyes and have sex with the lights off and whatever it is. From your perspective, Angie, do you think your sex life is more fulfilling now that you can talk about it? Of course. Do you... Do you... This whole goes back to... I'm really upset about people that can't talk about it with their partners. Well, I, I mean, I don't understand. I, mean, I don't really care, but I don't mm-hmm. understand people who can just meet somebody and go have sex with sex with them. I, it's just not something that I would be... I don't, I don't think I'd be able to do that. Probably be able to do that, but... <laughs> so, casual... I don't think you it'd don't, be that great. So, casual sex. Meet, have sex, never talk to them again. See, yeah. I, can, I can understand that. More so I than can I can understand, understand it, being in a relationship with somebody. Because if you're in a relationship, to me, that automatically instills that y- you trust the person. And you have an intimate relationship with them if you're and I if you're not in a relationship and you're just having sex with them speaking to them again I can get that but if you're in a relationship and you're not discussing it with them oh I can understand it I'm just saying that it's that that doesn't I'm just saying casual sex doesn't interest me mm-hmm. oh Carl was thinking more about in an orbiting space station rather than while skydiving for the oh, absolutely sex. yes Do yeah that's Zero G sex. Yes. Yeah. I just I don't buy I don't believe NASA. I think they're lying to us. They've done it. Somebody has done it in space. <laughs> Dan just said cyborg sex while skydiving with an animal. <laughs> that was like the best visual I've had in a long time. And Denise added a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> well, I don't know. What's the fun in a cyborg? So a cyborg is skydiving and having sex with an animal at the same time? Having cyborg sex. So you're having sex with a cyborg and an animal at the same time while skydiving. Okay. (laughs) My brain is coming up with all types of interesting visuals on how that would work. Oh my goodness. What about bringing toys into the bedroom? What about it? People who um, are just unwilling to have that conversation, period. I can understand not wanting to bring it into the bedroom because for some people, some people need it because for whatever reason, like it's another thing I hear women say that they would rather have sex with their toy than with a man. Again, I think, well, you're doing something wrong if, if you think that a dildo or a vibrator can replace a penis. I think there's some communication that's not happening, but um, I don't know. How do you, how do you, do you feel about that? Because I I think that's actually come up on the Reddit a few times and just, we've talked about it certainly is, and we've seen it. I see it quite often is women who would say that they would rather marry their sex toys than Lego dildo. No, thanks. Yeah, no, that would not be cool. (laughs) <laughs> that would hurt. Ouch. Lego has sharp edges, yes. But do uh, you? What do you think about women who who say that they would rather and and they won't have sex unless there's a toy involved? Well, I don't. I don't think there's a problem if they need to have a toy involved. That just. I don't. I don't have enough information to know. Maybe they. Maybe. 
that's the way they get off. If everybody's happy with it, then no big deal. The, the issue, so you, I think you were talking. Yes, you, go on. you were talking about the the idea of women that would rather mar- marry their dildos. Yes, and that I think that just is the is the is the same problem of not being able to to talk or being with the wrong person, at least the wrong person for having sex with. Say they've had sex with like a bajillion people. There's not a bajillion people on the planet, but say they've had a fair number of sexual partners, and they're and they they still. Well, if you don't like talking about sex, or you know, and it's just a, uh, you know, if you if you're not going to talk about it, and you're not going to figure out what works, then you, it doesn't matter how many partners you have. You can have bad sex all your life. Yeah, that's sad. Denise said, there's a time and place for all things. Toys make different sorts of orgasms. Yeah, they do. But I would never in a million years, like, I'm not opposed to toys in the bedroom, but there was, there, there would, it would never replace the penis, ever. It's just not the same. For me, anyways. Well, I, for you, right. And yes. But I was, you know, if they're really not having fulfilling sex without you know except for with their toys alone then the issue's not the issue's not about toys mm-hmm. it's about what they're doing together Dan's bottom line opinion if you and your partner are cool with it and you're both happy anything goes as long as you're not hurting someone else Denise you can really have a nice afternoon with your rabbit that's why we need our cyborg friends. Um, damn, does every woman love her rabbit? I had a rabbit, and I did not love my rabbit. My rabbit hardly got any use well, whatsoever. But, but the, the issue is not that, that they want to have their own, you know. They want to have I, their own. I've life. never had a sex toy that I've loved. A right, sex toy, I've only, has it brought me pleasure? Yes. Has it been added in the bedroom? Okay. Yes. Have I loved it? No. Have I preferred it over the penis? No. I kept it around because it, was, it wasn't it was turning me off. I was still getting pleasure from it, and it made him happy, not because it, I loved it. It right, was, the, eh, that's just okay. another thing to do. But, I, but the issue here <laughs> is, what, what you, the question you asked was about women who basically, you know, what I was hearing your question was women who basically aren't getting much out of sex. And mm-hmm. the only thing they're getting is their own yes. alone time with whatever their method yes. they're using. But I'm also reading chat as we're talking, so right. that's why the conversation so, is jumping. You know, if they, you know, you can have you can have both things. You can have your alone mm-hmm. time and your sexy time with your partner. And if you know, I would hope you would, would at least try to have. If you want to be with somebody, I would think you would want to have the sex be as good as it possibly can be so but then again there's some people that are just not you know they just don't care they're just not I mean that may be you know some women may feel that way that it's just so much they just consider it a hassle and whatever but is it whatever if they're in a relationship well Depends. I mean, you know, the the issue comes up where the two people are not in agreement. Mm-hmm. And so you can go all the way back to your relationship agreement idea. Mm-hmm. And if it's part of your agreement is that sex is involved, then it's an issue. 
if mm-hmm. the one person doesn't have any interest in sex. And, but there, you could also have two people that want to be together and, and it's not an issue. So, whatever they want to do is whatever they want to do. But I, I can tell you that when one person wants to have sex and the other doesn't, it sucks. It does, and Denise is talking about using um, vibrating toothbrushes as a as a vibrator. Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Pretty, that's pretty popular, apparently. I've never heard of that before. Huh? See, because here, here's because you have. Well, I know it's state to state down there, but sex stores here are in the open, and they're they're like almost well, they're not on every corner, but most towns have at least one. Um, the vibrators that Trojan puts out, they're not called whatever they're called in the States. Like, they're actually called a vibrator here. It's a personal massage device or whatever the hell they have to package them like in the States. Um, well, it varies from area to area. I mean, around here there are, there are sex shops. Yes, there I know there's sex shops, but I'm talking about the Trojan personal vibrator thing. They, specifically for the United States, overall, it's packaged completely differently in the United well, States, and it's labeled I mean, something differently than it is in that's Canada. That's not about laws. That's about, that's about branding and not wanting to, um, and I don't know because I haven't looked into that, but mm-hmm. I would, you know, one of the things they can do so they just don't have any group go protest some store because they carry the thing is just, you know branded a certain way so that it's not as open but do you here's 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 the interesting thing is what else denise i need to i have to what about fruit and vegetables and and using bananas and carrots and cucumbers and and that would feel good on my clits Wait a second, huh? I have to go back and... Okay, oh, that was Julie just said to Dan that the electric toothbrush, the vibrating toothbrush, that is like $8. That's actually a really... The bristle part... Denise, have you tried this? I want to know because I'm thinking the bristle part would not feel good. But the back of it, I I can see being quite enjoyable because a a vibrating toothbrush... The one thing... Oh, here's a thing, girls, when you're buying your vibrators... A good sex shop, number one, will have a tester. They will have a demo with batteries in it. And if you want to know if the vibration is going to be too hard or not hard enough, you always put the vibrating part of it, you know, the little sh part underneath of your nose, you, you test it on your upper lip, on that little dent underneath of your nose. And then you will be, that has about the same sensitivity as as your lady bits, as your vagina, as Narnia. Um <laughs> But I'm thinking because an electric toothbrush has to be, it can't be so, so vibratory that it's going to cause your gums to bleed, that that would actually probably be by default one of the perfect settings for at least okay. clitoral stimulation. What? I have, a, I have a story about the electric toothbrush. Okay. Apparently, the um, a company, and I don't know if they're marketing a product yet, but uh, there's apparently some company that has started to or is about to start to make vibrators based on the same technology that's actually used in some of the the newer um, electric toothbrushes. So really? they're actually, yeah, yeah, because there's some kind of motor that they're using that is especially good for that sort of thing. Wow. I just read that, like, I don't know, within the last few weeks. 
Wow, that's fascinating. Do you know what? We're out of time, though. So if uh. anybody in chat has one last final question, or on Twitter, tweet me at GeekyJules. I'm going to check really, really quickly here the requests. Let's see if there's no, there's nothing there. So does anybody have anything to say? I could have keep talking this forever. I'm very disappointed in my audience tonight. I'm glad, Andrew, <laughs> that you uh, didn't clam up tonight. And we actually were able to talk for quite a while about sex. Probably some of the listeners know way more about our sex life than they care to know at this moment in time. <laughs> because I'm, I'm. Have you been tweeting about this? I have been tweeting. I told people, yes, I've been tweeting since Andrew said that he was going to do the show with me tonight. I've been so stupid with Giddy. Oh my God, Andrew's gonna talk on air. Andrew doesn't talk to people. Like you guys don't understand. <laughs> if there's more than three people in chat, Andrew won't talk to anybody, and it's text. Like he's he's my introverted buddy. And this is, you guys really have no idea how seriously amazing that Andrew has been talking, not only talking, but very openly and honestly about sex tonight. Well, people listened. It's amazing. I'm feeling so loved at the moment. <laughs> it's like, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but if this was Valentine's like, this would be it. You talked about sex with me while my listeners listened. And for once, didn't participate as much as they normally do. So there's more to more of us talking instead of the listeners' feedback. However, we didn't lose that many listeners, so I guess they like listening about our sex life. <laughs> you sick, sick people. Um, Denise is calling me um, introvert. <laughs> introvert. <laughs> for those listening and who can't understand my crazy Kanakistani accent, enter as an E-N-T-E-R verts. You may enter. Dan's going to call me the Queen of Narnia from now on. <laughs> Never mind. One of my nicknames is actually the Bionic Vagina because I keep going and going and going and I can I can take a punishment. But I like the Queen of Narnia too. The royal, the, the, the regent, no, the regent isn't quite the royal ruler kingy type. I, there needs to be a gender neutral term for king and queen. That's what there needs to be. Oh, I had one a while ago. What was it? Royal Highness of Narnia. Right. Yeah, there was something else. Maybe it was, yeah. It was Highness. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. So, well, bearing no questions, we're now at time. The six million dollar vagina. <laughs> that is one expensive escort. Holy cow. I want to thank everybody who listened this evening, who listened to Andrew and I talk sex. You guys really, he's going to get lots of inappropriate comments from me once we get off air because this is amazing. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, tomorrow, the next live, Dan's apparently not doing his show, so the next live show will be... Yes, I get it, Dan, with the bionic. Um, the next the next live show will be tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Joe Covenant Lamb with um, The Joe Show. Um, coming up next will be The Audio DJ. I'll be on air next Monday beginning at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT with playing four hours of a little bit of everything to get you through the remainder of your Monday. Don't forget to follow The Look on Twitter at Look247. Follow us or circle us on Google+. Plus, um, gplus.to forward slash The Look247. 
I'm sure you guys know my, my Twitter and my website and all that other stuff. And you have to look, keep watching, following, because really, really soon, Andrew and I are going to be announcing a project that we're working on together. Oh, <laughs> no. We, 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 went, we, went, we went theme shopping today for the website, and I, we found one that we both agreed on, and I'm really happy. So soon, some of our not-so-secret things, like our secret Twitter account, is not going to be secret any longer. And we have a project that we're both contributing to. So there's that. Thank you once again, everybody, for listening. As always, it has been my pleasure. Until Monday, I know I'll talk to most of you over the weekend. Have a fabulous weekend.